Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and our speaker, H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. Jerusalem just like John. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem just like John. Oh, John, oh, John, now didn't you say, walk in Jerusalem just like John, that you'd be there on that great day. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem just like John. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. King Jesus rides in the middle of the air. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. I pray the Lord will all be there. Walk in Jerusalem just like, just like John. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. Walk in Jerusalem, great day, great day, the righteous marching, great day, in Jerusalem just like John. I want to walk in Jerusalem just like John. I want to In Jerusalem, just like, just like John.
Our Heavenly Father, help us indeed to walk in the ways of thy commandments here, following the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ, that someday we may walk in Jerusalem, just like John, in Christ's name. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God, a place where sin cannot molest, near to the heart of God. Mm. O oh, Jesus, blessed Redeemer, sent from the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee, near to the heart of God. Sweeter each step of the way 
someday if faithful his beauty I'll see. And his love will grow sweeter to me. Now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. Our subject today, Armageddon and beyond. All the world is looking toward Armageddon and Earth's last harvest, the tremendous events which come beyond Armageddon. The word Armageddon is usually applied to the last great battle in the world. Turning to the 16th chapter of Revelation, we find these words in the 14th verse, for they are the spirits of devils, working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world, to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. And in verse 16, And he, or they, as the Revised Version has it, gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. Notice they are gathered together by the spirits of devils, working miracles of deception. We hear today of many causes of war, racial pride, colonial ambition, 
desire for raw materials, markets, overpopulation, and a thousand different things. But the great underlying cause is selfishness in the hearts of men. The spirit of evil that is constantly stirred up by the spirits of demons. Armageddon, as a place, is usually described as the field of Megiddo or Mount of Megiddo, not far from Jerusalem and the Holy Land, where many famous battles of the past have been fought. Here, where the civilizations of Asia, Africa, and Europe really meet, here in this place where men have been fighting and nations have been colliding for long centuries, is the great center of Armageddon. Here where Judaism, Christianity, and Mohammedanism had their birth and are now greatly concerned. Here where the Crusades were launched, where Zionism focuses its interests. Here where the New Republic of Israel began its career on May 14, 1948, the attention of the world finds prophecy fulfilling. Here where the human race was born, as someone has said, it will also have to die. But according to Bible prophecy, here it will be born again to a future so glorious that it defies our dreams. Notice next the four great predictions made concerning the so-called heathen, that is, the non-Israelitish nations. First, they are to be awakened. Joel 3.12, let the heathen be wakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there will I sit to judge all the heathen round about, saith the Lord. Second, they are to prepare war. Verse 9, proclaim ye this among the Gentiles, prepare war, wake up the mighty men, let all the men of war draw near. Third, they are to come to Palestine, the Holy Land. Verse 12, here we read that they come to the valley of Jehoshaphat. And this is the name usually given to the valley in front of Jerusalem on the east. Four, their way is to be prepared. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates. We read in Revelation 16, verse 12, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Let me ask you a question. Have these predictions been fulfilled so far? Have the non-Jewish nations been awakened? Well, certainly Russia is awake today. She was once considered to be asleep by all historians and writers. China was said to be asleep. Napoleon Bonaparte once said, China's asleep, let her sleep, for God only knows what will happen when she wakes up. And Japan seemed to be asleep and was asleep until Commodore Perry in 1853 rudely awakened her with a squadron of United States war vessels. And certainly the Eastern nations as well as the West have prepared war and are preparing war. India's awakening and now the mighty seething awakening of nationalism through the whole Arab world from Morocco on the west to Java and the Philippines on the east. The kings or nations of the east have either been awakened or are awaking, and all in this generation. The way for their interest and influence and power to come westward is certainly being prepared. Now there's a power vacuum in the Middle East. The small nations there in uneasy equilibrium. But notice especially when this awakening and preparation is to take place according to the prophecy. First, it's in the harvest time. Let us read Joel 3.13. 
Immediately after saying, let the heathen be wakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat, the prophet continues, put ye in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Next, in Matthew thirteen thirty-nine, we read that the harvest is the end of the world. So, you see, these events take place right at the very end of human history. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near. We read in the 14th verse of Joel 3. Friends, that's our day, our time. Third, this awakening of the nations and preparation is to take place when God is ready to judge. In the 12th verse of Joel 3, we read that they are to come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. For there will I sit to judge all the heathen round about. Now we ask the question, what message will God send to all the world just at this time? He is merciful and just. So if the hour of judgment has come, if the harvest of the earth is ripe, we may expect that God will certainly give one last final call to the people of this world. And that's exactly what we read in Revelation 14, verses 6 to 7. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come. And worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. A worldwide message, represented by an angel flying in mid-heaven, goes to all nations, announcing the judgment hour, preaching the everlasting gospel. And the giving of this message just precedes the end of the harvest. For in the succeeding verses, we find the very next verse, in fact, I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man. And he had a golden crown on his head. He's coming as King of Kings, and a sharp sickle in his hand. So the harvest is to be reaped. So it's clear that this great awakening of the nations, this great military preparation, in which billions and billions in money are being spent, and millions of lives are being lost, will come at the very harvest time of this earth just before Jesus Christ returns in glory and power to reap the harvest. Now, the great question is this. Who will be ready in the harvest time? The world will not be converted. Jesus said, and I'm reading Matthew 24:14, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. You see the great foundation truths of the gospel and the government of God will be emphasized. The people who respond to this worldwide last-day message are described in Revelation 14:12 as those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And this is the New Testament platform, as we read in Galatians 5, 6. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. The same thought is expressed by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 7.19. Circumcision is nothing, uncircumcision is nothing, but the keeping of the commandments of God. While this world is filled with the spirit of war and fluctuates from world war to attempts at world peace, and then from these attempts at world peace to war again and threats of World War III, the Christian is constantly engaged in a spiritual warfare. And his weapons, we find, described in Ephesians, the sixth chapter. 
The main one is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, as we read in verse 17. We all need to learn to use this sword of the Spirit. Now, briefly, just one more question. When will the nations be gathered to Armageddon? By reading the 12th verse of Revelation 16, it's clear that the battle occurs under the sixth plague. Then comes a seventh plague, and following that, the return of our Savior in glory and power. So, you see, these events are heading up to the final hours of this world's history. Jesus says, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. That's Revelation 22:12. Everything then will be decided. Those who wait for the battle of Armageddon before they get ready for the coming of Christ will be too late. After our Lord's return follows the millennium with the saints of God in heaven. Then when the city of God descends to this earth, the second resurrection takes place and all the wicked are raised from the dead, led by Satan in what might be called a resumption of the Armageddon conflict. What is the outcome? Who wins the final victory? We read here that fire comes down from God out of heaven and devours them. This is the end of sin and sinners, of war and conflict forever. And then the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Isaiah 11:9. Friend, are we ready for this great crisis? Are we ready for these tremendous and final events in the history of the human race? We ought to be, because soon the whole story will be over, and someday those who are prepared will meet the Lord. We may say, even in such days as these in which we live, that we are not filled with worry and concern, but with faith and trust in God who will lead us and keep us and guide us, not only through Armageddon troubles, but beyond and forevermore. Be
You are listening to the Voice of Prophecy broadcast, now in its 27th year on the air. The Voice of Prophecy is dedicated to preaching Christ by radio and teaching Christ by mail through its Faith Bible Correspondence course. We invite you to listen in again next week. In the meantime, this is Orville Iverson, Associate Minister of the Voice of Prophecy, with this word of encouragement for you. Whether the day is fair or cloudy, remember, God is only a prayer away. So look up and go forward in faith. Yes, have faith in God. Soon the harvest done. Have faith in God. And the last war's won. Have faith in God. Till heaven's begun, have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope this program of ours today has served to bring spiritual strength to you, and we invite you to meet us again next week for another broadcast brought to you by The Voice of Prophecy. The Voice of Prophecy is a prayer organization, and we have a great prayer circle that belts the globe. Every Thursday morning, we pray for you, you pray for us. We pray for each other. Remember, Thursday morning is prayer time for the Voice of Prophecy listeners. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.